When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You cut me loose. Okay? You fired me. I was at my lowest point. She was there for me. She's still there for me. Congratulations. I hope you two are happy together. So you're going to punish me by giving me to Lewis? Well, let me tell you something. It failed. I actually like working for Lewis. He, he makes me feel like I'm working with him, not for him. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I didn't give you to Lewis as punishment. I gave you to Lewis because you and I are done. Harvey, I regret what I did. But I'm telling you right now, you're going to regret this. Maybe you didn't hear me. I said you and I, we're done. Suits Season 3, Episode 2 is over. And if you want to hear us talk about I Want You to Want Me, then Suits Yourself. I'm Rob Sestradino, back here with the guy who's always had us at hello. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Rob, I got that reference. That's the one. Yes. That's the movie reference. That one stuck out. I was like, I, I know this one. I can't remember what it's called, though. What movie is that? Jerry Maguire. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Renee Zellweger. Zellweger. Yeah. Zellweger. Her, Renee Zellweger. Yeah. Yeah, I know that lady. Yes. Good, good um, reference. Good episode, Rob. Good episode. We're back here. I thought this was a really fun episode. I thought uh, season three, episode one was a little slow, uh, just setting up a lot of stuff, but I thought we were back here in season three, episode two. A lot of stuff going on here with Lewis. We get some reconciliation with Mike and Harvey as well as uh, maybe we have a resolution in the uh, Ava case here, perhaps. I, I think so, but I'm also a pinch disappointed. Um, the, so the, basically the case ends with uh, Ava having to settle, right? So Harvey is told that Initially, they had a settlement on the a settlement offer where Ava wouldn't do any jail time, um, and so she was going to plead no contest, pay a fine, and move on with her life. This is this comes after Harvey uh, ends up, you know, um, outwitting Cameron Dennis, his old mentor, and then Cameron Dennis says, "No, it's not negotiable that she is pleading guilty to this." Uh, and then the same, you know, things apply, right? She does not go to jail. She pays the fine. Blah blah. And Harvey wants to fight. He wants to win. Jessica is saying, take the take the W that we have. We don't need to go win in court because we're going to take the settlement and call it a day. And it does feel like they did that. And so to that, I'd say I'm a little disappointed with the outcome of this case. Yeah. 
We'll see if there's any more going on here uh, with this battle with uh, Ava Hessington. But I actually want to talk about something that I was in my mental notes. I was a little upset with myself for not bringing up on yesterday's podcast. And I think something that's kind of a big theme here in season three. And this was a prophecy from Daniel Hardman, who said back in season two, he told Jessica, you know, one day. Just as you have overthrown me, one day Harvey is going to come for you. And I remember at the time thinking like, Harvey would never do that. Get out of here. It's not going to happen. But here we are in season three with Harvey feeling some kind of way. And in almost any other scenario, I would say, okay, this is a ruse. Harvey's not really going to be doing that. But we see him in his private conversations with Donna. And then at the end of the episode with Mike discussing a potential of coup d'etat with <laughs> Jessica coming for the throne. And I guess we have enough Game of Thrones people in this world now where when you play the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. And I think that Harvey seems like he's ready to go all in and I can't believe it. Yeah, we didn't really talk about it last episode, but as it ends, Harvey goes over to Darby and tells him, uh, you know, I really kind of want to take Jessica out. And Darby's like, really? He's like, yeah, it's this is my goal now. I want you to back me for the throne. He goes to Varys um, as his backing for the Iron Throne here, Rob. It's like you said, it's right out of a book somewhere. Um, and so, yeah, that's how we leave the episode. We didn't really discuss it that much, but in this episode, it comes up again. I really thought it was a nothing burger as well. I thought that, you know, this might be like a, yeah, we're coming for Jessica, but we're doing it to get rid of Darby, but Jessica can stay or something like that. You know, some convoluted Harvey plan where he just has to win. But I mean, when, once you say it to Donna, it kind of feels like it's real, right? Like, he has no reason to lie to Donna. I don't even know what Harvey's endgame is. Does he want to do Pearson without Pearson? Yeah, it looks like he wants it to be a Harvey Darby. He wants Harvey to Darby? run a whole freaking firm? Like, that doesn't even seem like something he would like. Darby's? Well, he wants to be managed. He wants to be a name partner. So he needs his name on that wall. Mm-hmm. Jessica won't do it. And so... He needs Darby to do it. So it's going to be Darby Harvey. Darby Harvey, attorneys at law or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Darby okay. Harvey. Darby Specter. Yeah. yeah. Darby. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll see where we go there. Uh, Mike and Harvey are finally back together, but we got the whole flirtation with Lewis. I mean, this is like the second time Lewis uh, and Mike have a real bonding experience. This time where Lewis dumps Mike, uh, it's really where Lewis kind of gets left at the altar by Mike in this episode. Yeah, Lewis in the one-on-one isn't so bad. We see that Lewis as an associate, uh, the lead of the associates, Lewis as, you know, this person at the law firm, a co-worker, kind of sucks. Like, uh, that guy, nobody wants to work with him. But when you start to bond with him, you know, mm-hmm. man, man on man and all that other stuff, you know, like, I think that uh, it's one of those things where, yeah, you can go muddy with him. You can get naked and, and get into a little dirt, some nice clean dirt, um, you know. And then you start to see the humanity in them a little bit. We saw that with Rachel and Lewis when they bonded over the ballet. We see that with Donna when they they constantly bond over things. Um, and yeah, so we get another Mike and Lewis episode where Lewis feels like he needs to go poach Mike. He has the opportunity to um, get an associate of his choice and mentor him. And of course, he chooses Mike Ross. Now, he doesn't actually have to poach him, Rob, because Harvey's it's not poaching if you give him away. away. Yeah. Yeah, and Harvey has no issue giving him away at first. By the end of the episode, he is convinced that he does want Mike Ross back. And Mike Ross, 
this just like if Harvey's point is that Mike Ross is not loyal, this does not help Mike Ross's case because mm-hmm. Harvey has told you, go and get, go and get out of here. Go get I don't want you here anymore. Like five, six times. Um, Mike finally decides to leave. He goes and bends the knee to Lewis as his new master. Yes. And Lewis doesn't even leave the room for five minutes. Harvey comes back in. He's like, come on. Yeah. Come on. And Mike just folds again. This kid, Rob, he's, I don't yeah. think he's got a lawyer bone in him. No, uh, maybe to Rachel. And that's about it. And uh, we'll uh, talk more about his bone later. But I yeah. want to ask you about, do you feel like, uh, put the mudding aside, did Mike do Lewis dirty in this episode? Absolutely. Absolutely. Once Does he have committed- a choice, though? Does he have a choice? Because that Harvey knows his secret. If he spurns Harvey here, to, can he actually say, you know what? I, I got to stick with Lewis. Lewis is my guy. Yeah, he can. He can. At this point, Harvey has all but thrown rocks at you and told you to leave. You know, he's basically he's he's beating you away with a stick. And the whole time you're like, Harvey, please, Harvey, please. And Harvey's like, no, get away from me. You he even got Donna telling you to beat it. Um, and so yeah, if you go off to Lewis and say, Lewis, I'm with you now, and Harvey decides to come crawling back, at least make him work for it. Dear God. Mm-hmm. Harvey just Harvey did the same thing to Mike that he did to Scotty, where he showed up in the airport and just like Scotty, Scotty, mm-hmm. it's me, it's us. This is what we do. It's kind of like, oh, you're an asshole. What do you want to know? And here I am folding again. And Mike did the same thing. So yeah, I think he did Lewis dirty. If there was an opportunity for you to go back to Harvey and uh, or any any piece of you could have gone back to Harvey, you should have said, Lewis, I'm here for a good time, but not a long time. But that is not the case. Okay, we saw Lewis having to say goodbye to the associates and we got the whole scene where he had to give uh, the Dead Poets Society speech to all of the uh, associates before Jessica tells him he could pick one associate and he's going to uh, pick out Mike. And I just thought that all of the like Lewis trying to woo Mike stuff was so fun in this episode. When he takes him out to go for steak... Best steak uh, he's ever had. I love that. Best steak he he will ever have. Best steak he will ever have. And, you know, you would think that, you know, this is just a kind gesture. You know, people go to steakhouses all the time. But this gesture actually leads us into the case that Lewis is working on because he um, has an imminent domain case where um, they're trying to put uh, probably like a a highway or something like that right across this uh, area where this uh, where this steakhouse is located. Mm -hmm. And Lewis, who is very good friends with the owner of the steakhouse, is trying to protect it. And he needs an associate to help him out. And, you know, who better than Mike Ross? Yeah. I mean, the steakhouse, I'm sure it's an iconic location, but like uh, they couldn't just set up shop in a different steakhouse. Like there's no sort of like payout that comes through. Is it like this was like the like what 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 like road are they building through this um, Manhattan steakhouse? Well, the thing with eminent domain, yeah. First of all, uh, you don't ask me about the 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 uh, the location. Mm-hmm. Of, I don't know how this works. I, I am not familiar with New York geography at all. Um, in Texas, we look at this a lot because there's a lot of land here, and then all of a sudden, your land is just getting taken up by highways. So it right. happens. But I believe the thing with eminent domain is that the government can decide what your property sure. is worth as well. And so you might have a steakhouse uh, that you that is very valuable to you. The location is iconic. You really love it. You love the business that you have there. You're making a lot of money or whatever the case may be. Maybe it's an heirloom. It's been in the family for a long time. And the government's going to come in and say, 
give you put your give you five ten dollars for it. You know what I'm saying? Like they mm-hmm. don't have to give you its actual uh, value for it based off of what you decide. And so, um, eminent domain cases are hard to win, according to uh, Mike and Lewis. They're almost impossible to win because yeah. the government does have that jurisdiction. Yeah. So they're going to be working together throughout this and trying to come up with some different ideas about how to do it. Mike and Lewis are going to then go where Lewis does his best thinking. We're going to see him to go and go mudding. Okay. And is this what you pictured mudding was going to be like in your head? Yeah. Yeah. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be like. Uh, not for you. No. I don't know. I never, I like, how real is this? Do people like go and sit in these uh, mud baths and then do they change the mud in between? Um, I'm looking at the, the Piedmont Healthcare. Um, sitting in warm, soft mud can relax the muscles and soothe the mind, which may provide some skin benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so they provide stress relief as well and calm your nerves, says certain, uh, oh, certain skin conditions may improve as well. So, yeah, it sounds like a thing that you can do. Um, There's a traveltowellness.com has mud baths, nine things to know and five places to go. And so we actually could go mudding in a place near you, uh, probably. So do you want to go mudding? Do you want to go mudding? Do I have to go smokeless? Uh, I mean, either you go smokeless before or after, Rob. You you, got to choose, right? Uh, So it's either you take take your draws off before you get in the mud or you're drawless after the mud. You know, you don't really have... And I mean, you could bring a backup mud, but what's the spirit of all that? You got it. At some point, you got to go commando. Yeah. And Lewis is going commando. And uh, yeah, we get full on Lewis's butt in this episode. Was not ready for that. No, no. It was mud butt. Mud butt. Yes. Mud butt. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but but nonetheless, I'm looking. Um, I don't see any mud baths near me that I would want to go to, though. Like, there's some good ones. Um, I'm seeing. Calistoga, mm-hmm. California. There's a place in Napa Valley. They have some mud baths and hot springs. I, Rob, I, I, I'm able to get down with this. Okay. This might be something I can do. You want me to go mudding yeah, and then uh, go come and tell me back? how it how it is. That'd be great. I definitely will. I mean, you sure you don't want to come? Uh, I'm sure for now. You tell me okay. how good it went. Okay. If it's popping, I'll let you know. Yeah. And so, you know, Mike and Lewis, they're going to spend this whole episode together, working together. And really the difference between Lewis and Harvey is that Lewis, he wants to work with his associate, with his protege. Harvey wants his associate protege to work for him. Yeah, this catches Mike off guard because he's not used to Harvey doing anything to help him. You know, he feels like he does all the grunt work, brings it to Harvey, and then Harvey shoots it down or, you know, and goes and acts on whatever information he brings. But Lewis is right there side by side. And so they are quickly bonding, you know, in a way that um, Mike and Harvey, they didn't bond like that, but they also don't have to. And I think that's something we, we start to see here is that Mike is basically a little Harvey. At one point in this episode, Lewis is going to say he's about half Harvey, half Lewis, but he's mm-hmm. really a lot of Harvey. And so for Harvey and Mike, they don't have to bond in these moments. But for Lewis, this is definitely an opportunity for him to set himself apart and show Mike that there's a grass greener on the other side. Um, later on, we know it doesn't work out for him. Mike still chooses Harvey, but this is a nice moment to see them on the same page. How heartbreaking was it for you when Lewis had to throw the cake in the trash? Welcome to Team Lit. Devastating. It reminds me, there's a, a GIF, a popular GIF from The Simpsons, where Bart Simpsons is carrying the uh, At Least You Tried cake, and he just throws it in the trash. 
that's how it felt. If, uh, oh, Lewis, at least you tried. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is tough, man. I mean, the man baked you a cake. You think Harvey's baking Michael? Do you cake? think Lewis Absolutely baked not. the cake, or you thought he got it from like the top bakery in Manhattan? It looked like it looked um, like homemade. I will say, uh, maybe Norma made the made the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think Lewis bought this cake. This looked like it, it had some uh, some blood, sweat, and tears, a little heart and soul in it as well. Um, but now it's in the trash, and I'm saying I, I'm just saying, Lewis, you could do better. Okay. Let's talk about the Mike and Rachel of it all, where Rachel, that she is trying to, uh, you know, get Harvey to take Mike back. She goes to Donna to try to say, hey, like maybe, you know, like on our friendship, you know, like we could sort of like, uh, you know, get Mike back in Harvey's good graces. Initially, Donna and Rachel decide that, you know what? This is between the boys. Ain't got nothing to do with us. You're dating Mike. I'm in love with Harvey. Let's just not get in a business. Um, but Rachel cannot do that. She sees that her, her new boo is struggling with this. And so she goes to Donna for a favor. And like, Donna, you mind talking to Harvey and telling him to lighten up? Because Mike was put in an impossible position. And so, you know, mm-hmm. tell, tell Harvey to let it go. And yeah. Donna, who we, it, we know is incredulous about this. Like she, we, she saw this in the, in the season three premiere that Donna, it does not forgive Mike for this either. So she's like, Rachel, what are you talking about? Get out of my face. Don't come over here with that. Harvey does not need to forgive him because he did betray Harvey. Yes. He was in a bad spot, but he also betrayed Harvey. And Donna makes a very valid point is that Harvey has been protecting Mike's secret at this law firm for months, mm-hmm. for, for, for months at this point, sir, you folded the first chance Jessica pushed on you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, this man's been loyal to you. He's going to jail for you. If you go down, Harvey's going too. So I just don't, like, I, I finally start to hear why Donna took this so personally. Yeah, and so later on, Mike and Rachel are going to talk about this, and she talks to, or she tells Mike that she talked to Donna. And he's like, oh, my God, you talked to Donna about this? And then... That he, she said, yeah, I tried to to help. He's like, no, she's gonna tell Harvey. Do you know how bad this looks for me? Oh my god, you're embarrassing me. And then really Harvey told me not to say anything. Like, oh, and she's like, she's like, like, oh wait, he knew about it. He's like, well, yeah, but you know, he didn't care if I if you know if we dated. He just didn't want me to tell you. Like, oh, it's fine. Oh, you were allowed to screw me, but not tell me. Ugh. Rachel, Zane. I was like, oh, they're gonna break up now. Yeah, you were waiting on it. I know you were. I, I know was you like, were like, oh, here yep, we are. I called we're back. It. We back. I, we back. No, we not back yet. No, um, they got through it. This was just a more annoying. They survived an argument too. for the first time ever. For the first time ever, you know, um, Mike has uh, Mike has a a very long leash uh, yes. in this relationship. Yes. We find out, you know, yeah. in the conversation between Donna and Rachel. Well, and can so we maybe talk about that? The, is why? Why? Why is Rachel li- lying for this man here in? In the office. Whatever you do, you mean. <laughs> so Rachel and Donna get into a conversation. Yeah. And there is like some sort of like a Donna's like, hey, I just need you to tell me tell me one thing. And she appears to mm-hmm. be on the witness stand motioning to describe uh, the the lengths of his gavel. Uh, yeah, the long arm of the law. The long arm will. of the law. And yeah, it, very long. Yeah. 
and she's going and going and going. And then Rachel finally says, you don't know the half of it, ma'am. You'd be dead. Donna said, I'm worried about you. Like, I'm concerned about your health. And she said, baby, you don't even know. And I was like, what? Yeah. What? What are you... That being said, Chappelle, this would explain many of the unexplainable things that we have seen uh, through three seasons of Suits. Oh, uh, how so? <laughs> that, I don't know. These uh, people are doing just wacky things. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I kind of pegged that man for a girth guy myself, but mm-hmm. I guess it's like, uh, like you said, the long, the long, the, the long arm of the law. Look, the point here is that. Whatever my guy this going man is on blessed. Photographic memory can do all these math problems. Right. If he wasn't a criminal, I mean, shoot, I'd be ready to marry him. I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, this is. I mean, this if is, Trevor this... wanted to impress these women in a bar, I mean, I feel like right. The trick is right there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> whip it out. <laughs> I think, but uh, hey, Kevin, tell me like, any book. I'll get my friend in has memorized every page of a book. Right. He's like, nah, my friend's got a bookmark. He's got a ruler <laughs> in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to unfold something for you um, real quick. I, now, this is this is weird. Um, it's also very funny because, um, you know, Rachel do be acting weird behind Mike Ross. Now she was acting like that before she got the, uh, to mm-hmm. behold the majesty mm-hmm. that was was within. So baby, you know that was just enough. But this is like now, now we know she ain't going nowhere. I think your theory about her mm-hmm. and the breakup it ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, she and like, like if she, this happened in like season one or two, they would have been over. They would have not talked yeah, for six episodes. But yeah, something has something has changed, Rob, in these people's relationship. And I think that Rachel is more invested, and it's not just about her knowing this man's secret. Um. Because I that that's probably a very public secret. She knows all his secrets now. Yeah. Yeah. But but Rob, um, we mentioned Rachel, and I will say this: this whole you know self doubt thing she's got going on. I really need them to add more layers to Rachel Zane as a character because she can't even have a conversation with why Harvey wouldn't want Mike to tell a random paralegal that he barely even knows that he's lying about being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. She's like, cause, cause I'm good enough to screw, but not good, not trustworthy. Absolutely, Rachel Zane. <laughs> Absolutely. She said to herself, Harvey barely even knows you. So why would he be okay? What world would he be okay with Rachel Zane knowing a mm-hmm. secret that could put him in jeopardy? Yes, ma'am. If you want to have sex with Mike Ross, go ahead. He even said you could date her. Go yeah. date. Just don't tell her. She's like, Harvey has the nerve not to trust me. He don't know you, girl. You are a, a, a damn paralegal that this man has never interacted with. We've seen Rachel and, and Harvey interact t- together three times throughout the series yeah. so far. Stop it. This shenanigans. Grow up, Rachel Zane. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, Mike even comes by her house. And it turns out that he's uh, coming over there. And she's like, oh, you're, are you just apo- uh, apologizing to get my advice? He's like, well, no, actually, I'm here uh, for the sex. And she's like, damn, it's huge. All mm-hmm. right, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, like, she she fo- folds immediately. She's just like a damn Yeah. Egg. Or I think she says you know, you're either, like, getting the apology or the sex. I forget. One or the other. But basically, we know where like, it sex went. me, please. Yes. Sex me, please. All right. Um. Yeah. I- all right, let's go back to Harvey real quick because I don't know if we need to get into like the like nitty gritty details of the bribery case uh, that they deal with here. But I did think that there were some interesting themes going on between 
Ava Hessington and her number two. And then also you had Harvey and Cameron Dennis and then also Harvey and Jessica. And I do think that there were like some interesting themes that were at play in terms of like mentors and mentees and like the student becoming the master between all of these different people and the different ways that these underlings have sold out their former mentors. Yes. So Ava has been is 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 getting accused of bribery. We know that she has very much told us, yeah, that was me. I did it. Um, but you can't prove it. And or y'all are my lawyers, so you got to keep them from proving it. That Cameron Dennis has footage of Ava doing a bribery uh like in her exchange. Yeah. But not, not often you get the crime the on tape. Right. But Ava's actually not in the footage. Nick, her protege, her second in command, he is the one who is sliding a briefcase across the table uh, to somebody, you know, for, you know, a favor, basically. So for bribery. Right. But there is no audio. And so, you know, of course, Harvey and Jessica are going to be like, that could have been anything. There's no audio. It doesn't prove anything. But Cameron D Dennis has already got Nick to roll on Ava. He's waiting on Ava to go back and try to to bribe Nick again to go, Nick, baby, you know, it's me. I, it's Ava. I Look, let me throw you a couple hundred thou. Let's make this all go away. He's counting on that. Harvey, who knows Cameron Dennis really well, says, you know what? He's counting on that. So we're going to go tug at his heartstrings and tell him, don't roll on Ava. You're going to regret it. Well, he rolls on her anyway. He tells uh, Cameron Dennis exactly what happens. And Cameron's like, you thought that would have worked? Like, Harvey, you're my protege. And Harvey's like, I'm Jessica's protege. And I I definitely think that that's exactly what I wanted to do here. Because if he doesn't roll on you, I'm going to do exactly what Jessica did when you tried to put stuff off on me. We're going to put it back on him. And so mm -hmm. um, they end up going and looking at the footage. They end up deposing Nick. And Nick says, yes, this is definitely a bribe. A bribe is happening. That's me in the, on the tape. And they say, huh, it's weird. That's you on the tape? Crazy, because Ava's not in the room. And there's no audio. There's no real proof of Ava making you do this. Is there any world that your protege would have done something you think she would have wanted you to do, but she didn't actually ask you to do? Like, is there any way that you were bribing somebody behind her back? Because it's not like we've seen on Suits anybody's second in command go behind their back mm -hmm. and do anything. Yeah. Mike, Harvey's never Mike's never done that to Harvey. Harvey's never done that to Jessica. Jessica's never done that to uh Daniel Hartman. Mm -hmm. the, the list goes on. And so yeah, all those themes are right there. And they end up getting Nick against uh, uh you know, uh, what a rock and a hard place, between a rock and a hard place, where he's kind of like, damn, if I go ahead with this, I gotta go down with this bribery. Because it definitely looks like I could be the person who was doing the bribery. There's no proof that Ava was the person. And so uh, that's what leads us to the point where they want to settle. Chappelle, anything else about this episode before we talk about the Liddy? Uh, not really. Uh, I'm, I'm sick of Cameron Dennis. I really have gotten yeah, to the point his where... His mustache like, is ridiculous. It is absurd. <laughs> uh, and so like, I, I can't look at it anymore. It's time for him to go. Um. I, I do think it's very fascinating that his idea of loyalty and Harvey's idea of loyalty are very similar because of, you know, how Harvey was raised in his office, I guess. But they're very different as well. You know, Harvey is willing to go off of a cliff for the people that he's fighting for. Um, but Cameron Dennis is not willing to do that uh, unless he wants people to do it for him. Now, notably, he does point out that he doesn't mind going to extreme measures to win cases because he's trying to put people away. Whereas Jessica and Harvey have gotten to the business of defending people who are doing bad things. And so he feels like, you know, when you make these sacrifices for him, they are for the greater good. So there were a lot of themes in this episode that I thought um, were pretty interesting from a suit standpoint. 
and kind of speaks to their characters, Harvey, Jessica, Cameron Dennis, and so on and so forth. Yeah, one other scene that I liked was when Lewis was trying to explain to Mike the difference between him and Harvey was that he was saying that, you know, if Harvey had his choice, he would not be Harvey Specter. He would be Mariana Rivera, that he only is doing this, the uh, New York City's other greatest closer, uh, that he's mm. only doing this because he can't go out there. Whereas Lewis, he does this because he loves the law. Now, first off, kudos to Lewis for knowing Mariana Rivera, because it does not seem like that Lewis ever has known the name of any professional athlete. But I guess uh, that at this point, it's pretty close to when uh, Mariana Rivera actually played. And so Lewis uh, maybe uh, has him a little bit more top of mind. But that being said, I I did love that distinction. Yeah, in this episode, we, of course, like, revisit the idea that Lewis doesn't really do sports. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, like, he knows Moneyball because of the movie is about math, you know? And so they don't really explain why he knows uh, Mariano Rivera, but it was a a good pull, and it spoke to Mike's language. Remember, these two people are now um, bonding so much to where they're finishing movie quotes for each other. Uh, You know, they've gone and watched each other's films. They're they're starting to get to know each other. And so maybe this was just another opportunity for him to kind of talk to Mike on a level he would understand. You know, like, if he had compare them to some type of a uh, ballet or uh, ballerina or a choreographer or something like that, then, you know, maybe he would not, uh, he would not have picked up the reference as easy, you know? Okay. Who gets the Liddy in this episode? You know, I, I kind of wanted to give it to Lewis for a second, mm-hmm. but that, that at least you tried cake. It's kind of damning, you know, it's nothing that he did, but it's definitely an L that you don't really want for your Liddy winner. Don't yeah. you, don't you think? No, I don't think so. I mean, Harvey, yeah, he gets the settlement, but he uh, takes the rare L. I think it might be yeah. Mike. Mike is happily with Rachel. Yep. He did get Harvey back as well. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Yeah. You know, like, so so far we've seen. I mean, did he make an enemy out of Lewis? Good. I guess is the bigger question. He did, but what is, you know, who hasn't, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who among us? Um, does Jessica get it? Jessica does win all the things this time. She gets Harvey to do what she wants him to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel think, like she uh, really wasn't in the episode enough. Also, Harvey is planning a coup against her that she doesn't know he, about. He is, but the coup ain't here yet. You know, and then does she not know about it? How often does something happen and Jessica just don't know? You know, I so, mean, M- Mike cracks open the eminent domain uh, case, gets uh, his uh, reputation at the office is only growing and growing. Uh, oh, yeah. He gets Harvey Huge. back. I mean, Lewis uh, is jilted that he can't have Mike. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give it to the tripod. Mike, it is. All right. Mike, I think it's two for two here in season three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Catching up to Harvey on the all time lead. Let's go. Okay. Watch out for that. All right. Uh, some references from this episode. We talked about the Dead Poets Society. Is that one you've seen? No. I, when I when I heard that this was a Robin Williams quote, I thought it was Good Will Hunting. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's how little I know about this. I, again, I gotta really watch some movies, Rob. Lots of talk about uh, as good as it gets. One of Lewis's favorite movies. I remember seeing it in the movie theater. I know Jack Nicholson is in it. I know there's like a dog and Helen Hunt, but other than that, I couldn't tell you anything that happens in As Good as It Gets. I used to have that movie on VHS when I was a wee lad. Uh, I believe my, one of my parents bought it. And I remember just looking at the case, but I've never seen the movie. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I think Greg Kinnear is in that movie as Greg well. Greg Kinnear, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then uh, Jerry Maguire gets brought up. Moneyball gets brought up. So a ton of uh, different uh, Three Musketeers gets brought up. So a lot mm -hmm. of different uh, references here in this episode. Of course, we get your questions after every episode. Go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback. Uh, we got uh, a bunch of stuff. Okay. Uh, Angela wrote in to say, I've been sad about the Harvey Mike breakup. I enjoyed their schmoopy time, exchanging movie quotes, eating street cart hot dogs, and acting on epiphanies. It's just not the same with Lewis and Mike. I hope their makeup high five sticks. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the show. Yeah. They got to be bad. They can't have like Mike and Harvey fighting. No, that's true. That's true. Like, how how often are we gonna are we gonna sit in this moment? You know, um, mm -hmm. they got to get it together. I really wish the breakup was a lot. I mean, the break, um, the the what is it? The get back together mm -hmm. was a lot. Uh, the reconciliation was a lot cleaner because this does feel like Harvey just did the whole Harvey thing. Like, all right, you're done. You're, you're I'm done being mad at you. Come on, yeah. back to Papa. Yeah, I wonder if Mike can only have like one healthy relationship, and it has to be either Rachel or Harvey. Maybe he should show Harvey the thing that got Rachel so uh, locked in. Mm -hmm. You know, so so so. Is Harvey that the that part of him that's of half loyalty. Lewis or half Harvey? Uh, from what we can tell, it might be half Lewis. I mean, let's ask Sheila's ass. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, she would know. All right, and Lewis is the one who is always naked at the tennis club. Yeah, the man is confident. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he was naked, you know, he's naked in the mudding, which you kind of have to be. That's not, you know, that's yeah. not, I don't think that that means anything. But yeah, um, so Mike has to do something to keep Harvey uh, close by. And so maybe uh, extend it, you know? <laughs> okay. A hand, uh, extend the pa hand. Patty lets us know that this episode has the highest number of uh, pop culture references in one episode this season. Okay. So there's nine different pop culture references, according to Patty. Did you list all nine? I th uh, so uh, the Hatfield and McCoys with Kevin Costner I didn't mention, okay. and then um, I think uh, there's uh, I mean I, I think the the OJ trial also gets brought up. You know that's not really a topical reference anymore. Mm -hmm. You know back in the like '90s, early 2000s for sure. The people were always talking about the OJ trial. It was like the OJ trial. Like you didn't, you didn't have to be there. You just knew about it. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's still around. It's not something people talk about like that. No. All right. Don't date it. And then Nolan Lance says, uh, do we have a counter going for restroom encounters? I feel like that there were a lot in season two and this episode had one as well. Yeah. Uh, who came into the, like somebody came into the men's room and was it Rachel? And they don't even like address it anymore. Like, Hey, you know, this is the men's room, right? Yeah, uh, no, uh, Jessica walked in one time. Like, yes. <laughs> Harvey and Mike are talking, and Jessica walks in like, you got that right here. Yeah. She's like, I, I, my name is on the wall. Who gonna check me, boo? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Co-ed yeah. bathroom situation at Pearson Hardman. Pearson Darby. Basically. Yeah. I mean, toilets don't have no face on them. They ain't got no, they ain't got no, like, names. You know, it's a toilet. Mm -hmm. He get out the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Chappelle, anything else from season three, episode two? Well, we did get some uh, some feedback on SuitsPodcast.com's Facebook page. Suit yourself yes. a Suits Bench Rewatch Podcast. Go to, uh, you know, SuitsPodcast.com slash Facebook to see that. Uh, Jessica Frey uh, says, we have a, no a notice of motion and motion to allow the following categories of characters to have Liddy consideration, Rob. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we basically said that if they're not in the main cast, they, you know, they have to be in the main cast to get a Liddy or at least, you know, move up to the main cast credits to, uh, to get a Liddy. Um, but 
Jessica Frey adds for fun. Uh, anyone who was actually uh, at the royal wedding from the cast. Okay. Um, <laughs> and to institute a moral character exclusion or the Daniel Hardman for a non-main cast, you know. So um, basically, if Daniel Hardman is the bad guy, it's obvious that he's a bad guy, but he has a hell of an episode as a bad guy. He cannot get the lady. Um, and so other people like him as well. I believe she called them chaotic evil. Um, they're just disqualified. Yeah. So okay. basically, could, could we track instead of the Liddy, could we have the have the Lothi of the, the memorable, memorable episode for a big bad of the series? It'd have to be memorable, but nobody to, else could be eligible for the Liddy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, it only can it only has to happen if everybody else is down bad. Like we break well, the glass. Okay, no, for the we still give a Liddy. Still give a Liddy every episode. Oh. But a Lothi is just for somebody that, okay, well, Daniel Hardman, he was so extra, so bad in this episode. He beat everybody. Give him a give him a Lothi. Uh let's let our suits associates okay. talk about it. Right, you know, let's, let's just we look. No Lothi slamming- for Cameron Dennis. No, not at all. I'm like, bruh, stop it. But <laughs> if we find out later on that Lord Lord Varys is behind all of this, give him the Lothi and the Liddy. Cause this mm-hmm. is some good, like some good plot development here. Yeah. Um, also supporting characters who aren't in the credits but made a positive impact in the role. So like people like Varys, Robert Zane, Katrina, you know, if they're if they're pulling a lot of weight in the episode, Rob, I, I think we yeah. can make a make an here. exception. Chappelle, a- ask me how big was Cameron Dennis's mustache? How big was it? Say when? My, move my fingers. No, bigger. <laughs> Rob, you don't know the half of it. We're on the tape, baby. There's a lot of mustache to be stashed. You know, a lot of must to be stashed out there. And it was right. hairy. Yeah. Well, hairy. well, he was hiding things at the DA's office. Uh, hide that mustache too, Cameron Dennis. Okay. He was hiding stuff in that mustache. It yeah, was maybe that's where he hit that's all the evidence. a hell of a mustache. Yeah. Oh, all yeah, right. thick with two C's. Chappelle, uh, where, what else is going on for you? Man, talking about suits with you. Podcasting yeah, about suits every day. Uh, go to Suits Pod on Twitter at Suits Pod and uh, let us know. Let us know about the show. Let us know what you think and share this with your friends. I actually think my mom liked my oh, Facebook post the other day. Okay. Yeah, I forgot that the general public can see the Suits Podcast account. Like it's yep. not it's not a secret group, y'all. So yep. feel free to share it with whoever. Over you know two hundred twenty uh, people in the group right now. Yeah, but I'm going to tell y'all right now, my mama is not welcome. So don't send her uh, invite. She cannot come. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'm at Rob Sisternino on Twitter. Uh, looking forward to hearing what you have to say about uh, season two, episode three. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy. Always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.